0: This webcast is for informational purposes only. The content
1: provided does not constitute medical advice or diagnosis, and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The opinions and information provided during the webcast are for informational and discussion purposes only. We do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy, completeness, adequacy, or currency of the content provided. This webcast is not a substitute for professional psychological or medical treatment, advice, assistance, or services. Should you or a family member need help with any of the matters discussed during the program, please contact a competent, licensed professional for assistance.
0: Welcome to Caught Between Generations. I am your host, Dr. Merrill Griff. If you are caring for people in multiple generations then you don't have the time to listen to multiple shows and read material from lots of different sources. You need just one source for all the information you want and need to manage all of the people in your life. This show is designed to provide you with information you need to care for multiple generations with practical tips you can use right now to make your life easier. Today's guest is Allison Carmen. She's going to share with us her personal story of how changing your mindset can result in reducing stress and worry in our lives. Alison Carmen is the author of The Gift of Maybe, Finding Hope and Possibility in Uncertain Times. You know, actually just reading the title of the book made me feel better already. <laughs> just gave me hope. Welcome, Allison.
1: Thank you, Merle. Thanks for having me. Oh,
0: it's a pleasure. So, Allison, in your book, you share your personal story about being a stressed out and anxious attorney. In fact, you refer to the cause of your stress and anxiety as an addiction. So just between us here. So was it drugs? Was it alcohol? What was it?
1: I was addicted to certainty. And if I didn't know what was going to happen next, I projected things were going to be bad or things weren't going to work out in my life. And I think a lot of us have this addiction. We're so worried all the time because we don't have the answers for situations at work or things that are going on with our children or our family or life that we don't know what to do. And we can't stand not having the ground. So what we do in order to make ourselves feel better is that we write stories about what needs to happen for us to be okay. We could write a story and say that if I'm going to have this job till I retire, or I'm going to have this amount of money in the bank when I'm 50, or my child's going to go to this college. And the reason we're writing these stories is because they make us feel better. But then as we all know, we can't predict life and you could lose the job. You might not have that money you thought you were going to have, or maybe your child doesn't get into the college that you thought they would get into. And at that moment, again, we lose ground and and we start telling the stories life's not working out. Things are bad. And even though intellectually we know life has more possibilities, emotionally, because we're so afraid, we're so addicted to certainty, we can't grasp the unknown. We can't handle the unknown. So for me, what I did is I wrote this huge story in my life because I couldn't deal with the unknown. I wrote this story that I was going to become a lawyer. I was going to get a job at a really large law firm in Manhattan. I was going to make a lot of money, marry this great guy, and my life would be set, and I wouldn't have to face the unknown anymore because everything would be okay. And I remember, I, you know, I, I actually pursued these dreams and I got that big job and I married that great guy. And the second day of work at this large law firm I was working at, my office mate came in and he said, hey, Allison, did you hear they're firing half the first years?" And I was a first year. So all of a sudden, the story I wrote about how I was going to find certainty just fell apart in one moment because half the people I was working with we were all going to be fired. And when that happened to me, my anxiety reached a whole new level. I stopped sleeping. I couldn't quite get a hold of myself. And even though they didn't fire me, I was then I started worrying again. What are my parents going to think um, if, I, if I lose my job? What if there's a terrorist attack in New York City? And so my immune system you know, was really compromised, the lack of sleep. And I started to run to all these doctors and say, there's something wrong with me. You need to help me. And all they could do after taking all this blood work and finding there was nothing wrong with me, all they could do is give me this pill for anxiety. And that didn't even work for me. So again, I went on and on. And then one day I heard this beautiful Taoist story that changed everything. And this it's about this farmer who has a horse and his horse runs away. And his neighbor comes by and says, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And the next day, the horse comes back with five mares. And the neighbor comes to the farmer and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And the next day, the farmer's son is on the horse. He falls off and breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes by and says to the farmer, you have the worst luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And the next day, the army comes to take his son to war because they can't take him because his leg is broken. And the neighbor comes by and says, you have the best luck. And the farmer says, maybe. And in the Taoist tradition, that story means things are neither good or bad, they just change. But for me, when I heard this story, I actually found I had felt this pop in my chest, and all of a sudden I was filled with all this hope. Because in my life, I didn't I, I had forgotten that just because something bad happens, or so you don't know the answer, maybe it can get better, maybe it's good, maybe there's something I don't know right now. And it just kind of brought my life from this really dark place where I was always worried to this place of hope and possibility. Because the truth is within the unknown, there are possibilities. possibilities. Possibilities that we do like, and life is filled with maybe. So, Allison, there's
0: a technique that we use in therapy called reframing. All right, and an example of reframing would be, for instance, I get out of the bed in the morning, and I might think to myself, "Oh my gosh, this is really going to be a terrible day. I have all this stuff going on at work, and it's just going to be a terrible day. And I'm I'm sure I'm going to end up with a terrible headache. And then, you know, I'm sure dinner will be a disaster. And uh, maybe I'll finally get to bed." Or you could get up in the morning and say, you know, I think this is going to be a tough, challenging day, but I've had days like this before and I know I can handle it. So what really is the difference between that type of reframing or positive thinking and the technique you're talking about, the technique of maybe?
1: The unknown is so crippling to people that they can't find another way. Like I, I think most people I know wake up in the morning And they want to be positive about their life. They want to think good things. And even if they wake up and they reframe, or they wake up and they try to be positive. You know, they, people, we live a life, the past is with us, our fears are with us. So you go to work and you reframe and you're really positive. And all of a sudden, you don't get that client you thought you were going to get. And you're trying so hard. Well, I reframed the day and I was going to be positive. But you're so scared you didn't get that client. And all of a sudden, you're battling the negative, the positive, the reframing. And, I, and your mind, uh, the unknown is going to win if you're afraid of the unknown. It's gonna, it's gonna win because the fear. Once the fear takes over, it's hard to stay hopeful. And then, so you're moving on the day you didn't get the client. Then your boss is not nice to you. Then your kids homesick. It just, it goes on, on, on. And then, when the fear takes over, we just kind of give in to the negative thinking. And there we are. We're afraid. Life's not working out. Things are never going to get better. So, with this idea of maybe, it's a tool for that moment. It's that tool for that moment when you don't get that client. You say, okay, well, I didn't get that client, but maybe that's okay. Maybe things go get better. And it's a trigger for you to remember this is not the only possibility out there. So it takes us from this linear place where we're willing to have this one positive thought to this place where we realize that life is filled with, with so many more possibilities. It's like you're always living from a larger perspective and maybe is always taking you from this really cramped place in your mind where life's not working out to a more expanded place. We realize that well, maybe it can be, And you realize that even though you don't know the answer in this moment, maybe everything is still Okay.
0: Interesting. So let let's talk about regret, because you talk about regret in your book, and I see caregivers all the time that are just filled with regret. And you know, to me, it's like almost the like the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. You know, it's things I should have done and didn't, and things I did but I shouldn't have, or things I should have thought of and I didn't think of them. So, how does the mindset of maybe help in letting go of regret?
1: Okay. You know, I, I find the same thing. Like for me, when people come into my office, the biggest thing they usually talk about is the missed opportunity. Uh, If I would have went into business with John five years ago, I'd be a millionaire today. If I would have um, taken my child to the the doctor, she wouldn't have ended up getting pneumonia. If I would have married that woman, life would be happy. And the, the problem with regret is that, the story we tell is always perfect, so we're looking at our lives today, and our lives today are are filled with good things and bad things, things that are working, things that aren't working. But the story, regrets, always perfect because what people do is they 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 look at the that business relationship they could have entered into, and then they don't see any of the bumps. They take it from the the missed opportunity to today, and the assumption is everything would have been perfect. So what maybe allows you to do it? It allows you to look at that story and say, you know, something maybe that wouldn't have been great. Maybe something else would have, hap- would have happened that I can't even imagine today. Maybe I would have been at the wrong place at the wrong time. Maybe John would have screwed me over in business. Maybe that woman wouldn't have been good. Or maybe I wouldn't have been able to avoid my child being sick. So all of a sudden you start to realize you're like casting doubt on this story that you've been telling most of your life. And when you start to do that, you realize, okay, well, maybe that wouldn't have worked out. And all I know is here I am today with the hope and possibility that maybe my life could be different from this day forward. So you're casting down on that story that you've been telling it at the same time, you're giving yourself hope for this moment and for the future. And I find it's been really, really effective for people to be able to do that because it's just a made up story regret. And until we realize that, until we cast doubt on it, people are not able to let it go.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I have a friend who calls it the would have, could have, should have right. response. Right. You know? right. <laughs> right. That's exactly. And, and you, you're you right. You have absolutely no way of knowing um, what would have happened. Uh you know, if you had taken that step. Alison, okay. what's your favorite exercise to reduce worry and anxiety? Because it is going to happen, you know, even with maybe, it, it is going to happen at times.
1: Oh, I I wrote the book. I always say, beware of the person who wrote the book. I wrote the book and I use it I use it all the time. And, it, you know, it's interesting that my favorite cha- um, exercise in the book is in chapter one. And I developed, I was already practicing maybe. I was already teaching people maybe. I had already written the first draft of the book. And this exercise came to me much later. And it came to me because my daughter was having stomach problems. And, you know, she was, I really didn't know what was happening, but I thought maybe she picked up a bacteria or a parasitic camp. And so I took it to the doctor. And the day I took it to the doctor, the doctor looked at me and said, I'm going to take blood tests. But I have to tell you, I'm concerned that she could have celiac disease. And the minute he said that, I went from a place of, oh, yeah, maybe everything's good. Boom. I, I didn't expect it. I didn't want it, even though I rationally and intellectually knew a lot of people live with celiac disease. That was not my preference. I didn't want it. And I went home that night and I couldn't sleep. And I was so worried what's going to happen, how is she going to live? But but it didn't matter. I just could not get a hold of myself. And this exercise I'm going to share right now, I developed that night. I wrote down, I asked myself, am I absolutely certain? I, I thought to myself, what's my biggest fear? And my biggest fear ultimately was, my daughter's not going to be okay. So I wrote down, am I absolutely certain my daughter's not going to be okay? And the answer was no. So then I wrote down, what else is possible? Where are the maybe statements? And I just started writing these maybe statements down and they started very broad. Maybe everything's okay. Maybe this is good, even though I can't see it right now. Maybe they're going to find something to help her. Maybe it can get better. And then I started specifics. Maybe she will be fine with celiac disease and she will live a beautiful, happy life. Maybe she needs to change her diet. Maybe there's something else wrong, and it's really good we, we took her to the doctor. I just went on and on and on and on, and after 20 minutes, all of a sudden, again, I felt that little pop, and I wasn't as upset. Even, again, intellectually, I had this awareness that there were many options, but until I got there, emotionally, nothing mattered, and by doing these maybe statements for 20 minutes, emotionally, I was able to align with my mind and feel at ease and realize life is filled with possibilities I didn't know the answer, but maybe everything was still okay. And I had to practice this for seven days. And then, of course, the doctor called and said, we're not going to have the blood work back for three more days. And and with this practice, I was able we, I was very present with my daughter. I was less worried. I was able, you know, I changed her diet a little bit. And it turned out she didn't have celiac disease and it, she was lactose intolerant. But the whole experience made me see that you, it's a constant everyday practice. But with it, you can come to the moment with more grace, more ease and less suffering. And it, it, so what I would tell people to do is ask yourself, what's your biggest fear? Are you absolutely certain that fear is true or that's going to, ha- what's definitely going to happen? And if you're not, write maybe statements down for 20 minutes start really broad, then get really specific. And I can almost guarantee after that 20, 30 minute period, you're going to have some relief. Even if you still have your fear, you're going to, you're emotionally, you're going to recognize that life is filled with more possibilities. And once you recognize that some of the fear goes away, some of the suffering goes away and you can come to the moment from a larger perspective.
0: You know, I'll share something else with you. Um, I used to have clients, and and sometimes they were children, um, that just worried a lot. They were always, always worried, all right? Um, And sometimes we used to create what we used to call worry boxes. You know, and the kids, of course, always wanted to decorate them Mm -hmm. um, and make them really nice. And what I would tell clients is when you're really worried about something, write it down. Just like you said, write it down, put it in the worry box. Just put it away and put it in the worry box, and then when they would come in the next week, we would take them out paper by paper. Well, what happened with this? Are you still worried about that? Nah, crumple it up, throw it against the wall. What about this? You still worried about that? Nah, I didn't, I didn't need to worry about that. Crumple it up and throw it against the wall. By the time we got done, most of the box was crumpled and thrown against the wall. Right. The housekeeping staff at that office didn't like me very much, <laughs> but you know, it it worked. It was pretty. It was pretty effective. So I just wanted to share that with everyone. And
1: that's a that's a great exercise. That's a great exercise to do with kids. Really great.
0: So talking about children, I mean, what. Couldn't we teach our children the concept of maybe because children worry. They do worry.
1: Right, right. You know, it, it's so interesting that not only do children worry, but parents worry. Um, I think because deep down, the, the thing you want the most is for your children to be okay. And life has uncertainty in it. And there are certain people who have faith. They, they know they're just okay with whatever happens in life. They're like, oh, everything will work out. Or, and some people have faith through religious beliefs. But most people struggle with faith, and when you struggle with faith, you're actually struggling with the unknown. So you're kind of in this conundrum as a parent because you you need your kids to be okay, and life has uncertainty in it. So what maybe does it it allows parents to come to parenting in a more relaxed way. Because let's say your child's getting bullied. They're not doing well in school. They're not well. These, these are, these are the things that we, we almost can't bear when our child is suffering through these things. But through this idea of maybe, we recognize that just because we don't know the answers, life still has hope. Life still has maybe. So as a parent, it's a great tool because it constantly lets you to let go of that piece that, that's making you feel that life's not working out. And you realize that, okay, things are tough right now. But everything will constantly change. And within that change is hope and possibility. So it's really helpful for a parent. And again, and it's also extremely helpful for a child. I mean, I can't tell you how often my children come to me and they're so worried. I mean, the Internet is so ex- – when I was young – I didn't really if I didn't read the New York Times or the newspaper, I had no idea what was going on in the world. And every time, you know, our children go on the Internet, they're bombarded by terrorist acts and, and gun violence throughout, you know, at the schools and and Ebola coming to the United States. And they'll come to me and they'll say, well, so and so said that, you know it can't get better. And, and we're never going to be able to stop global warming. And you, you know, you're kind of caught in this weird place. If you tell your child, Oh, everything's just going to work out and you'll never be exposed to Ebola and you'll never be exposed to a terrorist attack. We're in a way not helping them see the reality of the world. But on the other hand, if you don't give them hope, how are they going to function? So what maybe does it allows our children to see what's happening in the world, but at the same time say, okay, this is happening but maybe it can get better. Even though we don't know the answer today, maybe we can make changes in the world. Maybe we could find a way to, to, to save the earth from global warming. Maybe there are ways we just don't know the answers. And if you're, give your child that hope, they're going to be the ones that are being able to persevere in the unknown. And I believe those are the, are going to be our leaders of tomorrow, the ones that can handle the uncertainty and at the same time find a way to make the world a better place.
0: Allison, I want to bring up a point though that, concerns me a little. So I understand very well the concept of hope, and I agree with you completely. And I really felt that your book had tremendous content in it, and it was very meaningful. However, I'm, I'm a little concerned that maybe someone listening to this would think that you don't have to take action, and you don't have to really solve a problem, that you can just kind of be hopeful and say, well, maybe it'll turn out okay, and that that's okay. Um, And I'm not sure that it is always okay.
1: My book does not stand for that. I am very into goals. I'm a business consultant. It's not that you don't do anything in life. It's just that we can't predict the twists and turns. That's where we get stuck. We don't suffer because we we have a goal. We don't suffer because we wake up in the morning and we're like, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to apply to all these colleges for my kids. That's not where the suffering comes in. The suffering comes in because The unexpected happens, the twists and turns happen, and then we don't know what to do next. So all maybe does, it allows you to stand in this moment and say, okay, maybe there's something else left for me to experience. Maybe there's something else to do. It allows you to hold the hope while you're persevering through whatever you're persevering. What happens is that people get so paralyzed by their fear, they suffer greatly, and sometimes they give up on their dreams. They give up too soon because they can't see their way in the moment. So maybe is, re- is, is a tool of action, but it's a tool that you use, you, you persevere in life, but you suffer less. And that's what maybe is all about.
0: Okay. Thank you. That was a great clarification. I really appreciate that. Let, let's talk for a minute about relationships. So can the mindset of maybe have any impact on our personal relationships?
1: Oh, absolutely. The one thing, you know, that happens in our relationships, if it's with a spouse or a child or a friend, is that we think we know. We've had this relationship with this person so long that we almost get into a rut, that we're really not experiencing each other in the moment. We're always experiencing each other based on what happened yesterday. And that can be very difficult for a lot of of relationships. So what maybe does it allows you to come into the moment and say, maybe this moment's different. Maybe what happened yesterday doesn't matter. Maybe there could be a new beginning, so it allows you to contemplate more possibilities between you and the person that you're you're dealing with and you know and with our children, I mean, I think our children always need for us to believe in new beginnings because you know they grow we, they need us to believe in them, and things will happen in life, so it it doesn't say. It has what I love about maybe it's not demanding that the relationship be different. It's contemplating the possibility. And once we contemplate the possibility, there's a little opening for things to to change. And also, sometimes we just get stuck. We go to the same place for dinner. We, We do the same things every day. So maybe allows us to kind of come to a relationship and say, okay, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could be more open about doing some doing it differently this time. So, again, all it does is it provides every relationship with more of an opening to what's possible. I I think
0: that's interesting because very often I listen to couples who are talking about that one person suddenly wanted to go in one direction and the other person did not want to do it. You know, we've always done it this way. I just don't want to try living in a log cabin or whatever it is. All right. Um, and what you're saying is to kind of say to yourself, well, maybe I should give this a try. Maybe it'll work out. Maybe I'll actually enjoy it.
1: Yeah. And maybe all you're going to do is contemplate it and maybe you're not going to take action, but it allows you to be less rigid in life. I mean, you get to a point in life and do you want to have new experiences? Why are you really here? I mean, we could we could grow our businesses and do the same thing every day, which is really great. But after a while, you know, how expansive do we want to be? How creative do we want to be? And if we're going to be rigid and we're going to see life only based on yesterday, we're never going to have anything new in our lives. So maybe it's just constantly allowing us to contemplate life different. Again, it doesn't demand it. It just says, you know, hey, listen, a little crack in the door, a little opening. Maybe maybe this is an interesting idea. Allison,
0: would you share with us one of your favorite stories from either your book or from one of your clients?
1: Um, Well, this is—I don't know. This is one of my favorite stories, but I'm—I'm going to tell it based on the what we said before about, um, what maybe really means because there are difficult times that people have in their lives. It it maybe is not saying life's not difficult. What maybe says is no matter where you stand in the moment, maybe something else is possible. And I remember when originally I self-published this book and then eventually Penguin Random House bought it. But when I self-published the book, I used to like to give it out as, as often as I could to people. And there was a fellow at a dad at my daughter's school who had just lost his wife. And after a couple of weeks, I gave him the book and he read it and he came up to me and he said, I hated your book. He goes, my wife died and life's never going to get better. There's no maybe. And I remember for a long time, I was really stuck like, wow, like, oh, maybe only works under certain circumstances. And, you know, just I was very contemplative about it. And two years later, he came up to me, he said, and I want to thank you. He says, at that time that you gave me that book, I was grieving and I couldn't see how life would change. But over time, I realized that I was still here. And with this idea of maybe, I was able to look at the moment and say, what else is possible for me to experience? It might not be my preference, but here I am. Where's the maybe? And he has a girlfriend today. And it doesn't mean that he loves his girlfriend more than he loved his wife. It just merely says he's here. And he he turned to life and said, "What what's left? Where's the maybe? And so I think that's what's so profound about it. Again, it's not, it's, it's allowing you to feel what you're going to feel in life. There are a lot of theories out there that says, you know, you, you, in order to manifest, you have to be positive, this, that. It doesn't say any of that. It, it just allows you to feel what you're feeling. And when you're ready, it gives you a place to go to. Because if we're here, there must be something left in, in life for us to experience.
0: You know, a few years ago, my mother had a very, very dense stroke. Um, and when I took her from Florida, Florida, where she was living at the time, uh, to live in my home, one of the speech therapists uh, at the rehab center where she was at said to me, look, this is never going to get any better. You know, you better face reality. This is what it is. It is what it is. And I said to her, you know, I, I don't know how you can say that to me. You know, I'm bringing her home. She's going to need a lot of care. Um, I think I need to have some degree of hope that things will get better. She said, no, just get that out of your mind. You just better face reality and suck it up and she's never going to get any better. And I hadn't thought about it at the time in this context of maybe, but there's something that we say at, at our company, at here where we say, you know, we'll try. You just don't know. We'll try. Um And now I'm thinking that that's what I should have said. I should have said, well, maybe she will get a little better. And actually she did get a little better. So and,
1: yeah. And, and that's And there's also the essence of when we're so busy with that thought that things are going to be bad. and They're not going to get better. We leave the moment. And I've had p- parents come to me with, with sick children. And sometimes they say the, when they're in, maybe they could be so present because they realize, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Even though everyone's telling me, I really don't know. And within not knowing There is hope. There is possibility. But it it brings them back to the moment because there's a there's a maybe in the moment. And if it's even just holding someone's hand while they're still here or sharing a cup of tea or, or both of them feeling the sun on their face, they said without maybe they're so busy projecting the end that they're not being able to be present in the moment. So, yes, hope is a beautiful thing. But at the same time, there's also this moment and with maybe we could have a deeper experience of the moment too, because we're realizing we don't know the future. So, and, and if you look, you say, I don't know the future and maybe there's something left for me in the moment. That's also a very profound experience. It,
0: it is. Allison. thank you so much. I, I think this will really help a lot of people and will help them to see things occurring in their lives a lot differently. I, I think you've made a significant impact on people. Um, so I really want to thank you for that. How do people find your blog, order your book, contact you?
1: Um, my blog is allisoncarman.com And I write a lot about maybe and business and parenting. And I also write a lot for Psychology Today, Huff Post, Mind Body Green. So I'm all over the web. And my book can be found in the large um, retailers, Barnes and & Noble, and online at Amazon and all the other online retailers.
0: Great. I look forward to seeing uh, more. I think you have another book in the writing
1: yes it, and it's actually you know thank you we we touched on that topic it's about parenting with the idea of maybe that you know it's it's a long road and it's it's an uncertain road and without a tool to help us constantly you know unhook ourselves from the pain and suffering in the moment and see life from a bigger perspective it's it can be difficult at times so hopefully it'll it'll help parents embrace maybe and enjoy the the road to parenting more
0: Alison, Carmen, thank you so much for The Gift of Maybe. And we look forward to your next book. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, Meryl, thank you for for having me.
0: My takeaway today is actually a quote from Cahil Gibran that I read in Alison's book and wanted to share with you. He said, Your living is determined not so much by what life brings to you as by the attitude you bring to life, not so much by what happens to you, as by the way your mind looks at what happens. Remember, words carry a lot of power. How we talk to ourselves, how we phrase our thoughts can bring us hope, or they can bring us stress and worry. This is Dr. Merrill wishing you the confidence and motivation to choose those words
1: which will bring you comfort and peace. Thank you for listening.